Welcome to Spark My Muse, everyone. I am your host, Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to Soul School, Lesson 203, A Spacious Life. Today, I'm going to be featuring the book, A Spacious Life, Trading Hustle and Hurry for the Goodness of Limits by Ashley Hales. Ashley has been a podcast guest before when she came on to speak about finding holy in the suburbs. Ashley is a writer, speaker, and the host of Finding the Holy podcast. Her writing has been featured in Christianity Today, Books and Culture, and the Gospel Coalition. One of the things that draws me to this book is this interesting intersection of freedom, choice, boundaries, and contentment. This intersection sometimes we struggle with when we have certain kind of abundance in our life and certain kind of privilege and opportunities And we assume that freedom means we can choose from many options. But then when we have all this choice, we can actually be more discontent, more paralyzed. And later we find out ways to create the boundaries we need to live holy lives and satisfying lives. So Ashley goes into a whole bunch of things in this book really, really astutely. It speaks about Jesus and Jesus's way. This is not an academic book. It's a very practical book for ordinary people, and I think it makes a good book for a group discussion. She has discussion questions in the back that really can help out groups, and there is a prayer at the end of each chapter that is a really great way to draw attention down to the focus of the chapter and a way to offer ourselves back up to God more deeply. On the back matter of the book, it introduces the book this way. We're told that freedom and opportunity are the ticket to the good life, and that the possibilities to achieve happiness are endless. But instead of leading us to joy and fulfillment, this limitlessness merely has us doing more and trying harder, leaving us depleted and dissatisfied with life and faith. Ashley Hales invites us to a better way, a spacious life. Contrary to what we've believed, the spacious life isn't found in the unfettered options or accomplished by our hustle and hurry. The life we crave is found within the confines of God's loving limits. Ashley helps us recognize that when we live within these boundaries, we discover a life filled with purpose, joy, and rest. This is the spacious life, finding true freedom within the good limits given to us by our good God. I'm going to read for you the table of contents. This will elucidate what is in the book that can be so helpful for regular life for many of us. The contents go like this. Chapter 1, The Supermarket of Life, An Invitation to Reconsider Freedom and Significance. Chapter 2, The Limits Were Good, Very Good, An Invitation to Smallness. Chapter 3, Jesus Isn't on Instagram an invitation to set aside social media. Chapter 4, Of Cucumbers and Skipping Stones, an invitation to wait. Chapter 5, The Spiritual Life is Not an Instapot, an invitation to rest. Chapter 6, Flying Kites on the Edge of the Sea, an invitation to delight. Chapter 7, Love Isn't a Cocktail Party, An Invitation to Pay Attention. Chapter 8, The Goodness of Gathered Salt, An Invitation to Community. 
Chapter 9. The Givenness of Things, an Invitation to Remember the Stuff of the Kingdom. Chapter 10. Practice the Art of Dying, an Invitation to Abide. Chapter 11. Following the Guardrails of Love, an Invitation to be Surprised by Hope. Chapter 12. Some Superheroes Clean Toilets, an Invitation to Purpose. And the last one, chapter 13, Drawing Cathedrals, an invitation to seeing anew. There is a lot in here, and she pulls a lot from the gospel stories of Jesus, the ways in which Jesus behaves and acts towards other people, gives grace towards other people, pays attention to other people. I'm going to read from page 73 to give you a taste of what's going on in one of the chapters called Love Isn't a Cocktail Party. And in this, she's really speaking about drawing down into paying attention, not having sort of superficial interactions and conversations with people, but drawing down to really see people and notice people in the way that Jesus did. On page 73, it says, In our restless and harried 21st century, attention is a radical form of love. How can you practice paying attention as an act of love? How might you embrace your own limits of time? A good diagnostic question is, what happens when you try to be still? Do the doubts creep in? Do you simply distract yourself with your phone? Do you feel not enough because you're not, quote, good enough, unquote? Rather than stuffing or distracting, pay attention to the hurry in your soul. In the process, bring that attention back to Jesus. Remember how he stilled the waves or dined at Simon the leper's home, how he called down Zacchaeus from the tree and told him he'd eat with him. Can you sit with God in the silence? Can you read the stories and ask God where you need the attention of Christ? Do you need him to call you down or touch the dying parts of yourself, or offer you living water instead of the spiritual soda you fill up on? When we realize the extent to which we are the broken man on the side of the road, the bleeding woman, the man who cannot see, or the woman laid low with shame, we begin to ask the curious questions of attention. What is my true estate? What do I need? What in me needs healing or needs to be seen? Jesus looks at us with wide and kind attention. From this gaze of love, he bandages up our soul's wounds and brings us out into a spacious place. Under such a perfect, loving gaze, the Spirit allows us to pay attention to all the ways we are loved and yet also fall short, he draws us into repentance. We may pay attention to the ways we do not respect our temporal limits, how we stuff things in our souls, and how we hurry past God and others. We have a great disconnect between the life of the follower of Jesus in the Bible and our own hurried ones. We go to church and we may read our Bibles occasionally, but we are not experiencing the easy yoke Jesus promises. Why? Dallas Willard tells us, The general human failing 
is to want what is right and important, but at the same time not to commit to the kind of life that will produce action we know to be right and the condition we want to enjoy. Practicing paying attention to the movements in our souls, to the Word of God, and to those around us becomes how we live the spacious life we want. We must slow down and attend to this reality. We care more for what hurry can bring us than the slow way of Jesus. We do not want to commit ourselves to the patient seeing of others, to communing with God and asking what God requires, or to a gentle attention to ourselves when we are sad, angry, or confused. Hurry feels safer. I think Ashley makes a really good point. If we're hurrying, if we stay busy or distracted, we don't get a chance to settle down and let our emotions and our thoughts and our anxieties catch up with us. We can stay a moving target for those things. When we settle down, those doubts and those anxieties can creep back in. We know the feeling and we don't like it. Should we ever get to the point where we can and do slow down, we can find God and God's presence in those moments. Jesus opens his arms to us. Jesus paid attention to people who are in bad situations, who are feeling lonely, sick, outcast, distressed. He slowed way down. And as Ashley says throughout the book, Jesus was interruptible. And of course, that is what Jesus models for us to be like in our life. If we're so hurried to escape our own discomforts, we are also too hurried to be interruptible and see other people too. There are many, many good points that Ashley brings out in this book. And I'm afraid a little bit that the people who need to read this book the most will be too hurried to stop and read it. If you relate at all to being too hurried, and you know a couple other people who tend to be in a hurry and quite busy too, the challenge really is to grab a couple of your friends, people that you know, and really take the challenge to slow way down and do this book together. Learn from Ashley. Learn from the ways of Jesus. In chapter 10, Ashley includes a very moving piece that is a very painful part of her life. In chapter 10, she talks about her miscarriage and the pain and the loneliness and the grief that caused. And I'm sure that was a very difficult chapter to write. But because she includes it, a lot of us can read that chapter and really see our own pain and our own loneliness in her words and feel the comfort of God through that. I went back to the discussion questions and I found one that I thought I would interact with here. It's discussion question 14, quote, Jesus is the spacious place itself, unquote, from page 109. Ashley asked, how have you experienced this? And I think this is a really interesting question. How have I experienced the spacious place itself in Jesus? And I thought about this, and I suppose I could come up with a few different answers, probably. But I think that one of the most beautiful places to experience the space of Jesus is also to experience the grace of Jesus and 
in times of taking communion and the broken body of Christ symbolized in the sacrament of that bread, um, to me, that is the invitation to experience Jesus as the open body, the place we can gather that has plenty of space and grace for us. Jesus invites us into that vulnerability of his brokenness for us and the salvific nature of it to make us whole. And isn't that really what we offer other people when we slow down and reveal ourselves to them? We may let them see something of us that might not be whole, that might be broken or wounded. And in doing that, we have enough space for them and we can invite them into knowing a little more about us so that they can feel seen and heard and loved. And they can know that we empathize, we feel with them, we feel what they feel. And our brokenness actually unifies us and makes us stronger together. So Jesus is a spacious place in a spiritual way that ties all of life together. I'm not speaking about the spiritual and the material as two different things here. I'm speaking of the spiritual as this governing reality that includes the material. And communion reminds us of this reality. A sacrament is something physical that reminds us of something unseen. So I would recommend A Spacious Life, Trading Hustle and Hurry for the Goodness of Limits by Ashley Hales. And I'll be leaving a link to this book, some extras and show notes at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse. I would appreciate your contributions to Spark My Muse to help this program keep going week after week. This is listener supported. Any contributions or gifts are very appreciated. I'm looking to get 100 more $10 contributors by the end of the year. If you haven't already, pick up The Wild Land Within, Cultivating Wholeness Through Spiritual Practices. That's the book I've written. It covers the difficult terrain that we all experience in our lives. This inner terrain that has pain in it, that has our ambitions, our joys, our hopes, our dreams, our experiences. And it's a great companion for your life and also a wonderful group study. Until next time, I wish you joy and peace. Thank you for listening.